Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Just as basketball player LeBron James announced several years ago that he was taking his talents to South Beach, so too is your five-star. I am taking, or have taken, my vociferous, my intelligence, and my entertaining talents to Miami Beach as today we come to you from the Eden Rock, where I'm attending the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention with fellow broadcasters, politicians, governor was amongst us. And this reminds me of when I was a small kid, five years old, coming down to Miami Beach with my parents, coming to the Eden Rock, staying here, great memories, but times have changed in Miami Beach We will talk the good life front and center today from sunny South Florida. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, America's alpha male front and center. Today coming to you, as I mentioned, from the famed Eden Rock Hotel, Collins Boulevard, or Collins Avenue in Miami Beach, and I remember as a little kid coming here and back in those days, back in the... Late 1960s, early 1970s, Miami Beach was happening. It was rocking. And I will never forget coming down here. And that is when the Rat Pack used to come down and play in the Mona Lisa room. Or they would play the Fontainebleau next door to the Eden Rock. I remember going with my grandfather, Cigar Abe, to walk down on Collins. And the aroma of his cigar, you could smoke anywhere. And I remember going to Wolfie's, one of the famed delis of all time. Uh, Just a great place to go in where you would see VIPs, celebrities, dignitaries, entertainers, and just thinking about a hot pastrami sandwich on rye with all the pickles and the other accoutrements at uh, Wolfie's. It is something to behold. And I actually have a menu. Before they closed, I was able to get one of their menus. The thing is about three feet high by about four feet wide. I think we'll tweet out some pictures of that. I'll have to dig that out, but just some great history in Miami Beach. Certainly things have changed. It's not like it used to be. It's harder to smoke cigars. You can't do it inside anymore, but that's not going to deter us, lieutenants, as we conduct pleasure maneuvers front and center. As always, I invite you to uh, join me on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Follow us on Instagram. Just go to CigarDave.com. You can follow us. And if you have not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app, I think we're in uh, version or iteration 3.5. 
five now or four, something like that. We just keep coming out with updates. You need to go into the mobile app store of your choice, whether it's Android, whether it is the uh, Apple App Store, or you go into the Kindle Fire App Store. Do a search for Cigar Dave. Make sure you download us. I guarantee you will enjoy the alpha male good life. I tell you, I don't know what it is about Australia, but we are getting more and more listeners, I'm glad to say that, I'm not only America's alpha male, I am now the globe's alpha male. I am the global five-star. This could be the first time in world history that there is a global five-star general. And uh, I've re- this week I received two, three emails from listeners and lieutenants down in, uh, in Australia. I know last week we had uh, Lieutenant Aristotle from Melbourne, Australia. So I don't know what it is, but... Uh, keep listening to the Cigar Dave Show, and I'm glad that I'm certainly thrilled that you find it entertaining and enjoyable. And a number of the emails I received could relate to the taxation, the issues of taxation that are coming up. And we have to be ever vigilant, lieutenants. It never ends. I'm looking at a uh, here's an example in Oregon. About five years ago, I remember uh, Jan S. Leroux, uh owns one of the great cigar stores in Oregon, in Portland, and uh, she said, "We are working on a bill." in the Oregon legislature that would put a 50-cent cap per cigar on the tax. As of five years ago, before that, it was a 65% tax on the wholesale price of a cigar. Now, 65% by any stretch of the imagination is onerous. Can you imagine if you walked into a restaurant or into a supermarket or some other store, you bought an item and they say, okay, the item is $4, the sales tax on that is 65%. You would flip. Well, every time connoisseurs in Oregon went in to purchase a cigar, they paid a 65% excise tax, not including sales tax. So add about another 7 8% to that, and you're looking at 72 or 73%. Well, the, the geniuses in Oregon a number of years ago they decided that they would put a cap because so many people were purchasing their cigars online via mail order from other states. And the powers that be said, you know, we'll probably get more people buying cigars if we enact a 50-cent cap, and that means we'll bring in more sales tax revenue. Lo and behold, they approved the 50-cent cap, and guess what? You got it. They brought in more revenue than ever because people were buying their cigars in state, in Oregon. Well, the geniuses, led by Democratic House Speaker Tina Kotick in Oregon, are advancing a measure that would remove the cap, the 50-cent cap, on the cigar excise tax. Now, the members, the analysts of the, uh, in the legislature are saying that it will raise an additional $5 million per year in extra revenue if they remove the 50-cent cap. Now, that is flawed logic because what they are doing is taking the exact same cigar sales that is currently, uh, are currently taking place in Oregon based on a 50-cent cigar cap and extrapolating that, saying, well, if this many people buy that many cigars at, at this price, if we bring back the 65% tax, we're going to raise five more million dollars. It does not work like that. Who was it that said it? That's fuzzy math. Was that uh, George Bush? I think uh, George H.W. Bush, I think, said that. It's fuzzy math. That's exactly what it is. And Democratic House Speaker Tina Kotick said the cap means that cigar connoisseurs are getting a hefty tax break. No, they are not. They are paying well in excess of their fair share because not only are they paying a sales tax, but they're also paying a 50-cent excise tax. And if that's removed, what will happen is 
the cigar connoisseurs in Oregon would start buying their cigars from out of state, online, where there would be less taxation or no taxation. If they start buying from a retailer in Florida, there is no excise tax. It is just uh, uh, zero excise tax because Florida and Pennsylvania are the only two states that do not have an excise tax on a state level. So supporters of the 50-cent cap saying removing it would drive the price of cigars uh, uh, so high that smokers would find ways to skirt the tax altogether, and they buy from online retailers, and they're 100% correct. And what is disconcerting about this, in Oregon, they do their budgets two years at a time. So if this tax cap was eliminated and the cigar tax goes up to 65%, those of you listening in Oregon would now pay 65% excise tax for the next two years on your cigars. And you know what's going to happen? You're not going to buy them in state. The local retailers are going to suffer. Employees are going to be laid off, and the state will not get the $5 million in excess revenue that they're projecting. They'll get way less than what they're getting now. But this is the problem when you don't have business people that understand the realities of the world and the marketplace. Now, one state that does have a business person as the chief executive Rick Scott, uh, the great governor of, uh, of Florida, has done a great job balancing our budget. Employment is surging. It is a business-friendly place to do business. This is not the crumbling empire state of New York. The sunshine state of Florida welcomes businesses. They want you to bring your business. We have no state income tax. We've got great weather. There's no reason why you wouldn't want to come down to Florida. Well, yesterday, uh, Governor Scott was here at, at attendance at the Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention, had a chance to speak with him for a number of minutes, and I said earlier this week he actually vetoed in the budget that was approved by the House and the Senate, he did a line-item veto of nearly a half billion dollars, $500 million he wiped out from the state budget. $500 million in pork projects, including a $2.5 million subsidy to the IMG Sports Academy in Bradenton, which is uh, a, a sports academy in which the attendees pay $80,000 a year to attend. Why the state and why the senators and representatives from that district wanted to give them $2.5 million is beyond me. But he took his red pen and he eliminated $500 million in spending. $500 million that's now going into the reserve fund. And this is what we need more of in this country. We need people that can bring a business, common sense, intelligence to the state. Where every time they come up with some cockamamie idea, they don't say, well, great, let's raise taxes. Or let's put more encumbrances on businesses or citizens. I am proud to say that I reside in the state of Florida, and we have a governor who is so far superior to the previous governor, Charlie Crist, who couldn't get his hands dirty, used to show up in the office at 11 o'clock and leave at 2 o'clock. We've got Governor Rick Scott who's doing the right thing. And by the way, Governor Rick Scott knows the importance of cigars to the sunshine state of Florida. He's extremely cigar-friendly. I have a picture of when I uh, had lunch with him in the governor's mansion a number of years ago. I think it was about two, three, uh, two, three holiday seasons ago. We had a nice little holiday lunch for a number of us uh, who are on the board of directors of the Florida Broadcasters Association, and I have a picture of me giving him a Diamond Crown cigar. So we'll have to tweet that and send that out uh, before the show is over. So, lieutenants... You have to make sure your voice is heard, whether you're in Oregon, Florida, crumbling empire state of New York, anywhere in the 50 states, or even in Australia, or in Europe, wherever you live, you must show up and make sure that your voice is heard, that you don't want onerous taxation, you don't want to pay for everybody else's uh, issues, 
And the only way we can do that is to show up. 95% of life lieutenants is showing up, and this five-star, this global five-star, is leading the charge. We will continue the National Cigar Litation Ceremony and Libation Ceremony comes your way next as we come to you front and center from the Eden Rock Hotel, Miami Beach, Florida, the site of the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Annual Convention. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit MontecristoSocialClub.com slash Roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. As we continue from the Eden Rock Hotel, Miami Beach, the site of the Florida Broadcasters Convention, and I have pulled out one of the three cigars that is included in the June Officers Club selection. Our selection this month is called the Casada Family Brand Sampler. And in it, there is a Regis Black Label Robusto Toro, which is the best-selling non-Cuban cigar in England. The Matilde Ranacer Corona, made by Jose Cejas, now distributed by Casada. And the kingpin in this month's beautiful selection, the Casada 40th Anniversary Toro. To celebrate the Casada family's 40 years of producing cigars, although they've been in the cigar tobacco business for almost 100 years, Manuel Casada and his family came up with a blend combining the synthesis of tradition and innovation. It is medium to full-bodied, nice notes of spice and pepper, uses a beautiful San Andreas English Market Selection wrapper, and it's got some uh, just beautiful Dominican uh, a Dominican binder, Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers made in the Casada factory down the Dominican Republic. About nine and a half dollars for this Toro, which is six inches in length, fifty-four ring gauge, beautiful looking band. You will love the Casada 40th anniversary cigar. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, when I was visiting Rocky Patel World Headquarters about uh, a month ago, they have these nice little small lighters that are nice and compact that they give away at some different events. And so I uh, told uh, Cousin Nimish Desai, I said, Nimish, I need a handful of these. These are great. They're nice and light. I can put a couple in my pocket wherever I'm going. And, of course, I made sure I took one that has my two favorite colors, blue and orange. Reminds me of my Syracuse Orangeman days. Single flame, very small, nothing fancy, very elegant-looking design. And these are what they give away when you buy uh, cigars as a premium giveaway when they do events across the country. That's what I'll use today. Cigar, cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two. One. Okay, here comes the cut. I've got my double-edged stainless steel guillotine. Beautiful. Perfect. Boy, that thing is sharp. I will gently toast the foot of this Casada 40th, taking my time. Beautiful-looking San Andreas English Market Selection wrapper. So it's a little bit darker for what would be considered an English Market Selection, but a beautiful, oily-looking cigar. I will puff and rotate. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Excellent. Taking my time. Mmm. Nice raw. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. I should mention that the highlight of the Florida Broadcasters Convention is the cigar and libation social that I host every year in the, at the convention after the first night's uh, dinner festivities. Pack crowd last night into the wee hours of the morning. Scotch, bourbon, and beer commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, this year in the gift bags at the Florida Broadcasters Convention, they have something relatively novel and unique. They had this old-fashioned mixer kit. They have a nice plastic cup that's got the Florida Association of Broadcasters logo, and in it there is a small bottle of Knob Creek straight bourbon whiskey, 100 proof. 
And that is one of the original, what I would call, small batch bourbons. There is a pack of sugar, turbinado sugar, or a Splenda, depending on what you want to use. Then they have a little, small little container of orange bitters. And they have what they call Shotwell candy. And basically, this is one of the ingredients that you would use in the old-fashioned. It's a cocktail made by muddling sugar with bitters, then adding alcohol such as whiskey or brandy, a twist of citrus rind. Very nice-looking uh, libation. We'll have the, uh, the, the recipe that we will post, but this is kind of a way, if you, don't, if you can't muddle everything, you can make it relatively quickly. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to... First thing we will do is we're going to take the, the sugar in the raw. I will open that, and I'm going to pour that into the little cup. Okay, that is now done. Now, the next thing that I'm going to do is open up this little bottle of orange bitters. Man, this thing is incredibly tough to open up. Now, a good general would have prepared by having this open already, but I'm not a good general. I'm an excellent general. So, I do have one here, and I'm going to pour that in. Okay, now what I'm going to do is muddle it together. I've got a little bit of a stir here. I'm going to put that together. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour open the Knob Creek. Let's open this. We'll pour that in. Outstanding. That is now poured into the cup. Let's see what else we have to do here for our for our recipe here. Let me take a look here. Let's see. And I'm going to put, uh, let's see, we've got the, I'm going to put a little bit of ice in here. I'm going to put a little bit, just a little bit of water, not too much. I'm just going to put a little bit of water in there. I'm going to kind of devise my own. I'm going to stir it up here. I will say cheers. Oh, that is sweet and cool and refreshing. Being on Miami Beach where it's been hot and humid, but some nice breezes. This is fantastic. We'll tweet out a picture of this. Put this on the website along with an old-fashioned recipe. Grab whatever bourbon you have, lieutenants. Grab a cigar. And that's the libation I would suggest, especially as we are in the very warm month of June. Unusually warm across the country. So I have my old-fashioned. I've got my Casada 40th. We will continue front and center with the CEO of the Florida Broadcasters, Pat Roberts, as we continue from the Eden Rock. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Quesada Family of Brand Sampler. Members will receive the Quesada 40th Anniversary with a beautiful San Andreas wrapper, the Regis Black Robusto Tubo, a wonderful Nicaraguan Puro, and the Matilda Renacer Corona, which is blended by Jose Cejas. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
to Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Guarding the gates of pleasure, it's the General Cigar Dave. We continue from the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention at the Eden Rock Miami Beach. Lieutenants, you never know where the next content for the Cigar Dave show is going to come. As you know, I am the five-star general leading the charge against the enemies of pleasure. Those that want to take away our right to enjoy a fine cigar, a fine libation, a fine steak or even a fine cola product. And I want to welcome longtime friend Sherry Holiday, who is the president and market manager of iHeartMedia in Fort Myers, Naples, and her husband, new husband, I say newlyweds, Bob Holiday of Holiday Broadcasting. They own stations in Monroe, Louisiana, Vicksburg, Mississippi, Dothan, Alabama, the Keys of Florida. It is a, del- a delight to have you both on. And by the way, Sherry, congratulations. You are wrapping up, I believe, as chairman of the... Florida Association of Broadcasters. Are you going to do another year? One more year, Dave. One you more get year. to see me for one not, more year. Well, we like that, but I'm not sure if I should congratulate you or give you condolences <laughs> that you've got to serve for another year. Well, this year is a little challenging with our uh, space, but it's all good. It's always challenging. And so I, I just I have to tell you this. There was a seminar that just wrapped up, and I went to go grab uh, Adib Eaton, who's going to join us in a few minutes, and Pat Roberts, the CEO of the Florida Broadcasters. And as I'm walking out, I see Sherry and Bob, and Bob is going to get a, I think, a Diet Coke or Coke Zero. Is that about right, Bob? I was trying to be healthy. Apparently, I was in error, Dave. And all of a sudden, I hear someone say, no, there's chemicals in that. You can't have that. Is that am I correct in saying what what happened? What took place? She was looking after my best interest, okay. Dave. You're not going to take me in now. Oh no 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 no! Wait a minute. Now, see, we believe alpha males have the right to enjoy themselves. Okay. By the way, apparently you're divorced. No, I'm single. That's why I'm so happy. <laughs> now, now, uh, Sherry, this is a no nagging zone. Okay. This, I this was a, not nagging. I was redirecting. Center, command, There's a very different thing. Command Center Alpha is a no nagging zone. So <laughs> I see this, and I'm like, you are both coming on right now. This is too good to not share with our coast-to-coast lieutenants and even around the world that listen to us. So, Sherry... Bob wanted to go have a Coke Zero. Well, actually, he started to have a Diet Coke. Oh, okay. My, my mistake. I want to make that clear. A Diet... And there is a difference. You went, he went to have a Diet Coke, and you plucked it out of his hand. I just redirected him, Dave. <laughs> I remind you, Sherry, you are under oath. <laughs> okay, so I plucked it out of his hand. Thank you. It was a bad choice. And why is it a bad choice? <laughs> because it's full of chemicals. Okay, but he is an adult, is he not? He is. Bob, may I ask your age? 
I am 55. 55. For 55 years, you've obviously done something right and successful to be able to achieve your success in, in business, professionally, and also uh, make your own decisions. So for the last, you've been married for what, a year? No, just two months. Two months. So for 54 years and 10 months, you've been able to survive and make your own decisions, including enjoying a Diet Coke, correct? I, you're correct, but I made my best decision a year ago. Okay, well, so. that's, that's fine. <laughs> However, Sherry, you cannot you, – you, this is a no-nag zone. You do not want to take the – Bob's an alpha male. Well, at least I thought he was until he let you take that Diet Coke out. So – don't you believe that as an adult he should be able to make his own choices? I know you're looking after him, and that's okay, but Dave, a diet you are soda. Making, Dave, you are making an assumption that he does not make his own choices. This was just a redirection of one soda ah, product. A redirection. <laughs> Bob, how many times has she redirected, I'm using air quotes, redirected your choice, whether you're eating or, or going to have a libation or, or, or some sort of beverage? Actually, very rarely. Very rarely. I, I think the issue we had here is the, the, the FAB apparently – has a deal with the Coke company, so the choices are water or four Coke products. Or Diet Sprite. There are, uh, well, Sprite is handled by most Coke distributors, yes, I correct, believe, correct, so correct. that's a Coke product. But, but anyway, there are a lot of other things I would prefer to have for my thirst quench that were not available. I only Here, had I, I just made an old-fashioned. Haven't that, even that, tried it yet. You can you have go. that, and there's no chemicals in this old-fashioned. It's good old straight <laughs> bourbon, Sherry. I was looking for my glass of wine, but I, it wasn't there. Yeah, that, oh, but wait a minute. <laughs> glass of wine, there's alcohol, there's the chemicals from the oak wood. I mean, come on. Now, you wouldn't like it if Bob said, Sherry, put down that wine. No, no, no. I, you can need to make a better choice. Come on. <laughs> I've now, never seen you speechless, Sherry. This is the first time. Now, Dave, I'm sure that if it was a wine that was not good for me, that he would absolutely redirect me and say, no, you really should try this wine instead of that wine. Yeah. Your so definition of not good for you is any wine less than 100 bucks a bottle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was with a deep yeah. last night, and it's really $200 a bottle. Oh, 200 There you go. 200 There you go. We will not be having that tonight. <laughs> Outstanding. So, and you know, so it's two months you've been married. You know, Bob, it it's after the 60-day period. You really got to watch it. That's yeah. when they try to take the noose and clamp right down on the neck. <laughs> uh, it's been, it has been wonderful so far, even even including the diet drink incident. Yes. It's, it's been fun. Now, what is the moral of the story, Bob, when she says, no, you can't have that Diet Coke, you are going to say, after listening to this five-star? There, there, there is a saying that I'm going to tell you that she said, and it, and it rings true, uh, there are certain battles you fight, and there are other battles you don't fight to win the war. That was not yeah, a battle to fight. Yeah, Dave. I've heard that. <laughs> Bob, you and need a to happy go. wife is a happy, happy yeah. life, Dave. Bob, Maybe you, you didn't learn that. Oh, I, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I know exactly what, what that's all about. But, Bob, I'm going complimentary. You're going to come to the Cigar Dave Five-Star Academy on alpha maleness. And one of the things we learn is getting your nads back, getting the titanium nads so that when she says to you, you can't have that, you're going to say, Sherry, this alpha will have whatever he damn well pleases whenever he damn well wants. Repeat and after me. All I can say, Dave, is you've got completely misread over one soda because trust me, Bob. Mr. Bob does exactly what Mr. Bob wants well, to Bob do. Well, Bob was waffling there, but Bob, remember, it starts over one soda. It's always starts over, over one soda. One then all of a sudden, it's your trips to Vegas, your golf weekends down to the Caribbean. Then all of a sudden, it just closes in like a tight noose. That's what happens. Uh, 
Dave, this has been a pleasure. We're going to have to do this again sometime soon. soon. <laughs> yes, thanks, Dave. Yeah, Sherry was considering running the Cigar Dave show down in Fort Myers. That's never going to happen. But, Bob, in your four markets, you absolutely should because basically I am guiding alpha males who need guidance. That's what we do. We, we, we show, I, I, I spread the gospel of the good life. Well, we need that, and I, I am with you in that front. On this particular subject or topic, we're going to have to veer a little bit. But overall, your game plan is good. I'm with you. Okay. And, Bob, <laughs> I want to thank both of you, Sherry and Bob, for giving me show material for the next six months because I'm going to run this, and this is uh, – Sergeant Steve, keep this in the archives because we're going to have fun with this. But it's always a pleasure to have both of you on. Sherry, congratulations on your first year as chairman of the Florida Broadcasters. We go way back. And, Bob, uh, congratulations on your recent marriage, even though – a little bit of newsation going on. But aside from that, congratulations to both of you. And I know we'll see you tonight at the dinner and, uh, and for cigars. And last night, we had. Do you allow him to smoke cigars, by the way? When he wants to have a cigar? He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> okay. Bob will have a cigar tonight. There you go. And next time she says you can't have Diet Coke, we have it on tape. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> remember, remember, he's always right. He's always right. There you go. Well, Bob. You de- cut me in an occupation. You set me free, Dave. I have you set, set you free. free. Beautiful. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Get me out of here. Dave, I will see you later tonight. Sherry, you in so much trouble. I am in trouble. but that's so- do, you, do you think that's the first time I've ever been in trouble, no, Sherry? Look no. at me. Come on. No. All right. Sherry Holiday, Bob Holiday, both broadcasters in Florida. Bob uh, in the southeast as well. And congratulations on your marriage. And, uh, and next time you want to have a Diet Coke, just remember the words of the general. You're the boss. You're the, you're the boss, whatever you want. So pleasure to have you both on. Lieutenants, we will continue from the Florida Broadcasters Convention here at the Eden Rock. Uh, Pat Roberts, the CEO of the Florida Broadcasters and longtime friend and broadcaster, Adib Eden, a longtime cigar connoisseur, will join us as we continue front and center where we're having way too much fun at this convention. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. 
At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Nothing like the sight of a gorgeous dame with a big double corona hanging out of her mouth. Uh, On second thought, uh, maybe there is. This is the Cigar Dave Show. Proud to say we are not politically correct here on the Cigar Dave Show. Later we'll tell you about a couple of stories that have to deal with PC political correctness run amok. We will get to that. Back from the Eden Rock Hotel in Miami Beach in the convention facility where we're attending the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention, and uh, one of my longtime friends, fellow media owner, uh, the CEO of, I want to get this correct, Actualida Media Group. You're in Miami, about to launch a new FM station, 107.1, here in Miami. Adib Eden, fellow cigar connoisseur, wine enthusiast. Adib, great to have you on the Cigar Dave Show. It's a first in 20 years. We've never had you on before. Absolutely. Muchas gracias, General. My pleasure. El General, el jefe. I like how you say that. We may have to have you do some of our liners. Well, I've been trying to get you to do this stuff in Spanish for us. I've got the Rosetta Stone. It's going to take me a while. I mean, but I, I am going to work. Think about this, Adib, though. Uh, as you know, Don Francisco, yes. I believe his name is what Seymour Kretzberger is his yes. name. He's going to be retiring the end of September after a, an unbelievable run by any stretch. And when you see, I think he's what seventy-eight. Uh, he looks great. He's got incredible energy. He's retiring. There has to be a replacement. Absolutely. I think I could be the guy. You could. You could. Absolutely. I've got a. Co- I am Dave Francisco. We have to come up with some sort of cool, cool name. No, I like El General. El General. Good evenings, El General. Sabado Gigante. There you go. So, Adib, you are a fellow cigar connoisseur. You've been in the, actually, I think since I've been, uh, I've been on the board for, what, 25 years, something along those lines, and I think you've been there every step of the way as well. But we always shared a love of cigars, and I remember your favorite was a Hoya de Monterey Excalibur, I want to say number one. Yes. You love those cigars, and you're here. You live here in Miami, so you have access, like in Tampa, to great cigars. Yes, I, I, I got the the taste. Of Louis Chaffel, the old uh, owner for the Miami Heat, he right. used to smoke those, and um, uh, he we used to go on our trips, just to give us out cigars, and we would just sit back, and I, I, I got a a great taste for those. And but after the years, um, uh, I've I've loved uh, Arturo Fuentes, right? Selección privada número uno. Right, good cigar, and uh, which is a lot lighter, uh, right. but but that's what I like, and uh, my wife likes it also. So I mean that that works well. 
But as we know, Adib, it's all about what you like. That is if correct. If you like it, the wife has to like that's it. That's true. just how that's it true. is. That's true. That's true. That's how it is. But, you know, the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur was a cigar, or is still a great cigar. Frank Yaneza, who I knew in Tampa, who was just one of the legends in the world of cigars, knew how to take and ferment tobacco and blend tobacco. That Hoya de Monterey Excalibur number 1, without any question, was probably amongst the biggest sellers. Still a great cigar. It's the blend has been tweaked a little bit, but that was a mild, mild, medium cigar, yes. very pleasant. I'll tell you, the Excalibur Number no. One Maduro also was great after a big steak dinner. But it's amazing because when you think about it, the cigars, many of the cigars that are out today didn't exist 15, 20 years ago. But the Excalibur is one of those oldies but uh, oldie but goodies that really still deliver just great taste, great value, great price. You can't go wrong, but your palate has developed. And last night at the cigar, uh, I, I hold a nice cigar social where we have cigars and libations outside, had it by the beach. It was beautiful weather, nice breeze. We featured the Diamond Crown. Uh, which is a beautiful cigar, very similar to the Excalibur. Which is the one that you gave me last night? The Diamond Crown. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a, gr- a great cigar. Uh, I really enjoyed that. In fact, I had to g- ask you for a second one. But uh, well, we, I was disappointed that, and, and, and you complained about it, is that we usually have nice liqueurs to accompany this. And last night we didn't. They didn't have the crown. Well, that was me. That, that, they had the full open bar, but they did not have some of the top shelf right. libations. They didn't have Crown. In fact, I, I was trying to remember they had, uh, for Canadian whiskey, I think they have Canadian Mist? Yes. They Canadian Mist. Bur- what was the bar? I don't even remember. I don't think it was Jack. Yeah, it was Jack. They didn't and, have Jack. And, and, and okay, then they so had good. Johnny Red instead. Yeah, they have Johnny Red and uh, uh, Johnny who, Red. You know, uh, it's, it's all right. But it, look, there's nothing wrong with it. No. But... As connoisseurs, we're yes. used to something a little finer. Now, I understand that you were a wine connoisseur as well. I heard that you bought Sherry a two hundred dollar bottle. Of I wine didn't buy yesterday. nothing for Sherry. That that was for the we had Pinot Noir, and we had uh, uh, that was at dinner last night. No, that was a dinner on Tuesday night. Tuesday when night the, when we have our executive meeting before the actual meeting, and uh, we had um, I, I ordered uh, cake bread for for the for us who like uh, Cabernet and right. And she you had, like that you like that cake bread cab. I like it. Doesn't do anything for me. No, does not do anything for me. But I, you know, and I went to Cake Bread when I was in in uh, Napa and Sonoma and visited, and just didn't any of the. I did the tasting, and just none of them really, for whatever reason, I found it to be very chalky. Really, just had a chalky aftertaste. Yeah. So, so you had the the Cake Bread cab. What else did you have? Uh, the one the brown. Uh, the, that was the uh, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. A Pinot Noir I love. Yeah. That is a wine now that people, it's, it doesn't have the boldness of a cab, but it's very smooth. And uh, that, to me, goes well with everything. Well, you can do it with that. It's, is that usually when we have, uh, you know, these people that do steak, have the cab, and, and you want to do uh, seafood, you want to have the white wine. The Pinot Noir, you can have that and, and do both. Right. At surf and turf. Uh, and uh, But it just, just so happens that that, the, that particular bottle, it was you know a good one and it's they were selling for two two twelve two twelve so you can get it in the supermarket for about 30 bucks <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you were just having dinner at the Fontainebleau exactly you know I was just saying uh, when I this hotel has so many great memories for me I think I was five or six years old I mean I started coming down here uh, I think with my parents when I was maybe two three years old they stayed at the Algiers and I remember I think the first airplane trip I took I was five or six years old my parents took us, my sister and I, out of school for a week in the middle of February. My dad had a uh, medical convention uh, that was uh, between the Eden Rock and the Fontainebleau. We came down. I remember United Flight 972. 
as a kid, seeing this big 727 before the jetways and walking up saying how big it was. It was just incredible. And I remember the Eden Rock. And back in the day, and I know you're, you're I think, a native of Miami. Yes. So this hotel and the Fonham Blue exuded uh, class and exuded luxury. And the, the, the lobby, which they're renovating right now, was the place where Absolutely. you would see celebrities and stars. And, you know, you'd see Sinatra, Dean Martin, Don Rickles. You'd see them all over here. This was the place in the winter. It wasn't Vegas. It was Miami Beach. Absolutely. And, and then the pool in the back. There's a pool in the back. That, and there's a bar at the bottom. And there's windows that you can look into the pool. And I remember... Not being able back those days, we weren't uh, that affluent to be able to get into the hotel. But there's a beach parking lot right next door that you would go through the side. Right. You could see it. So we would walk down to the beach, and we would stare from the beach, and we could see the pool through the bar, people swimming in the That's pool. That's right. You know, I, and you can still do that. Exactly. And great story. I'll never forget my – those days you could smoke cigars everywhere. So yeah. I spent the day with my grandfather, Cigar Abe, loved his gold label cigars. And I remember he picked me up in the morning. We went over to Wolfie's. Had breakfast oh, at Wolfie's. Great you know, place. Great place was oh always busy, yeah. and, and, and the menu was incredible. That was the place to be, and he had his cigars all the time. Everybody smoking cigars. We came back to the hotel in the afternoon, and there was a big fight, and it was Muhammad Ali. He had just changed his name. My grandfather still called him Cassius Clay. And I remember I had this, like, autograph book, and, uh, and, and we saw him. And he was walking towards the elevator. My grandfather was a huge boxing fan. I think he wanted me to get the autograph instead of him walking over to get it himself. But Muhammad Ali was with his father, Cassius Clay Sr. And I'll never forget, he goes, that's Muhammad Ali and Cassius Clay, big, big fighters. Go, go get his autograph. So I went up, and I'll never forget this true story. They got in the elevator, turned around looking out. The elevator started to close, and he saw me with my pen and my, my autograph book, Muhammad Ali, as the door was maybe about six inches wide, stuck his hand in the middle. The doors opened up, got out, saw me, spoke to me, gave me an autograph, and I thought that was cl- – and I never forgot that. I'm 51, and I never forgot what he did uh, because, again, he could have easily let the doors close. You see a lot of athletes today, they could care less. He purposely saw me, stopped, and left an indelible impression. Absolutely. I mean, today, today, uh, the athletes—it's all about the money. Unfortunately, exactly right. And 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 nowadays, they'll they'll turn away. I mean, I've seen several of them. I'm not going to name names. Pete Rose, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Basketball players. How's that? Basketball. Okay. Yeah, there you and, go. And I've been eating at a very high end restaurant, and I've been eating right. there too. Some kid comes up with. It. I mean, understand this kid can't walk off the street. You know, he's you're in the at, restaurant. You're in the right. restaurant in the same level, and they turned away the kid and. I have a problem with that. You know, I totally I don't, agree. I don't care what they do with it. They, they go to sell it. Maybe that's the way you give back. I just it, play, players, not all. I'm not going to put them all in the same boat. But it's you know, it's all today. It's all about the money, unfortunately. Right, and they're making millions and millions Absolutely. of dollars. And and I'll tell you, ninety percent of the people that come up for an autograph, they want it for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not going to resell. If they do, that's the, a small price to pay. Sure. But you're right. When you see an athlete, you come up to them. You're at a restaurant or whatever. It, they should be flattered. That, that that's exactly what's happening. So, Adib, tell me some of the other changes Miami Beach. I mean, this used to be such a, a, a just exuded – it's changed so dramatically, and I don't necessarily think for the better. It's much more congested. The only remnant – really the remnant of old-time Miami Beach still is Joe Stonecrab. That and, and the Forge. And down, the Forge. And, which is down the street. And the Forge. Yeah, we come there, they have – Sharif Melnick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
remember going there many times, many times. when I first started this show 20 years ago. That was the hot cigar remember place to the, go. Remember when the uh, old uh, Miami Vice show? I oh, mean, yeah. They, they used to film in there all the time. And, exactly. And I remember back in those days, uh, you know, and it's still today. I mean, all the, the Ferraris, all the nice cars are all parked outside, but it's a, it's a great place. And that and Joe's, they, they never change. And I, I remember when... Uh, to, it was about three, four years ago you did the show, the first show, I think. At you, Joe's. At Joe's. We outgrew the place. You the out, fire marshal came yeah, and was going to shut us it, down. To me, that was amazing. I said, oh, my God, if these guys are done here, they're probably going to have to clean out the place with the water. Right. But, it was, but it was great. And, and like everything you do, Dave, you guys, it's been a, you, you do a great job. And I would love to have you, El General. El General, okay. on your new station, uh, yeah. 107.1. We'll have to put on one of the high-def signals. Absolutely. I can see it. All Cigar Dave, and, all the time. And we have 3 a.m.s in the market, too, so we can do those. We'll do that, too. absolutely. Long-time Thank friend. Thank you, sir. Adib Eden, he is the president and CEO of Actualida Media Group here in Miami, about to put a brand-new station on. Long-time cigar connoisseur, wine connoisseur, and long-time friend. Adib, we will do cigars and Joe's next time I'm down Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Lieutenant's it. Hour number 1 is now in the annals of history. We will continue. I've got a uh, action-packed hour in number 2. Pat Roberts, the CEO of the Florida Broadcasters, will join us. Great story as we approach our 20th anniversary of uh, conducting Cigar Dave hosting maneuvers. we got a lot to get to. The enemies of pleasure are rearing their ugly heads and some great new cigars coming your way. Hour 2 of the Cigar Dave Show from Miami is next. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877 877- 328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. America's Alpha Male front and center from our forward theater of command, Command Center Alpha at the Eden Rock Hotel, Miami Beach, where we are attending the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention. This five-star leading the charge to reverse the wussification of the American male. There are far too many betas, and as we heard in the last hour... We took one male who was an alpha and almost converted to a beta, but we changed that up, and we made sure that when his wife says, you can't have that Diet Coke, that will not stand, lieutenants. This is a no-nag zone, front and center. We're in a nice, tropical, warm, breezy Miami, Florida, Miami Beach. We've had a fantastic time, great cigars, great libations, and tonight I will be attending... The launch party of the new Davidoff Escudio in South Beach. Full details next week. 
Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Welcome back, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. And we have a very special guest, not just one guest, multiple guests. We have Pat Roberts, the Chief Executive Officer of the Florida Association of Broadcasters, longtime friend, longtime colleague. Pat, great to have you with us. And as we get ready to celebrate 20 years on the air in two weeks, it all began in your office at the 1995 Governor Lawton Childs luncheon on the way back from the Governor's Mansion. I picked up a cigar. We started talking, and the next thing you know, I said, I ought to do a show on cigars. And lo and behold, here where we, here's where we are 20 years later, Pat. It's amazing. I remember that day very well. We went back to the office. We talked about it. Uh, and I thought, okay, this is kind of crazy. Probably won't happen. And then you went back home to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And, uh, Started talking to the stations there, and I think it didn't take but like a month or so to get it launched. So Yeah, uh, actually at the time, uh, uh, Todd Leeser, the general manager of the Cox Stations, WSUN, was up with us, and uh, he loved cigars too at the time, and uh, still may, and uh, that's when we started it. And he said, what, when do you want to start the show? And I said, well, we've got the Florida Broadcasters Convention end of June. Eh, let's wait about uh, a week or two after that. And that was July 8th of 95, and they said, great, what time? And I said, you know, lunchtime, noon's a good time to have a cigar. And we started with one hour on july 8th we went to two hours september of 95 syndication december of 95 and here we are 20 years later and if we ever did a harvard business school study on it they'd say no way in the world would a show on the alpha male lifestyle cigars in the good life ever be successful and here we are in 135 plus markets no i I tell you what it's been it's been wild watching you do this across the country i I never dreamed they would go across Florida, much less the country. But, uh, <laughs> yes, you have said, done an amazing job. I think people said, uh, maybe you're going to get six weeks. You know, it's funny because when I went to go see Eric Newman of J.C. Newman Cigar in Tampa, of course, you're familiar with them, the uh, country's oldest family-owned cigar company. They've been around now 120 years. Now, it's almost... When you think about companies that last 20, 30, 40 years, it's now going on to its fourth generation, which really is incredible. But I remember seeing Eric Newman in their big executive conference room, and I said, Eric, I've got this idea to do a show on cigars and the alpha male lifestyle. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you seem like a nice guy, but you're out of your mind. And uh, he always reminds me of that. And, and uh, you know, I think, Pat, it's all about people wanting to enjoy themselves. And you, you enjoy wine. I know that uh, you enjoy great dining, wine. Uh, you enjoy your malt beverages, too, the beer as well. Yep. You know, anything uh, with hops and malt and barley you enjoy as well. But I think, really, that's what it's all about, Pat. It's such a simple formula. People want to have fun. I think that's part of the problem today. A lot of people don't have fun. So right. I think, and that's what you talk about. I mean, it's not just cigars. It's lifestyle. And uh you got a good time slot on Saturday on the weekend, and that's you reach a lot of people. And you have brought, of course, I call them the Fabets. We've got Lindsey Varn, we've got uh, Heather Smith, and we've got uh, Brooke Gray. I should say that Rachel Houston and Gia Smith are out running errands, I think, for, for the Fabets who are attending here. But, Pat, you always know how to surround yourselves uh, yourself with uh, just uh, great people, and, and Lindsay, Heather, and Brooke do a great job every year, even though I give them a hard time every Right, ladies? Put the microphone up. Come on, Heather. you got to get we the mic. We still mi- love you, though. I know. What other board member or member has ever given you so much grief and, and hassle in a good way over, well, I've been a member 25 years, but nobody else, right? We feel like the lucky ones. <laughs> One of a kind. <laughs> One of a kind. There you go. You know what, uh, Brooke, just go, go ahead and put, the, uh, put that right on you right there. There you go. You know, ladies, it's not easy to put these conventions together, and it really is a great job. And last night we had a wonderful cigar 
social, where everybody has cigars right by the beach. And, uh, Pat, when we started that thing, it started as, I think, just about five people getting together for a cigar. And then you said, you know what, why don't we do this? Just let's do a cigar night. And then it went to like 2, 3 in the morning. Now we're all getting older. It only goes to like one thirty in the morning. That's right. Last night I think we quit after midnight. I don't know what time, but... Uh, <laughs> 18 years ago, we did probably go till midnight or 2 or 3 or, yes. Or whatever. It is South Beach. It really is. Hey, Pat, you know, I do want to talk about uh, the importance of broadcasters because I am proud to say that I am a broadcaster. I've owned radio stations, and we served our communities. And, you know, sometimes businesses tend to get slammed. We certainly know this administration, you know, if you're a private industry, all of a sudden you're evil. But during times of disaster, times of crisis, there's really one place that people tune, and that's their TVs and radios, uh, for information and comfort. And I'm always re- I really remember 9-11 because people wanted, they were, they were so shocked and they wanted information that it was almost a source of comfort to hear broadcasters going on morning shows that started at 5 a.m., went on for two days in a row. Uh, TV newscasts just continuously went on in in breaking coverage. And that's something that I think we as broadcasters, especially the Florida broadcasters, because we've had our share of hurricanes and other disasters, we should be very proud of that. Everybody learns real quick. If there's a disaster, if it's an earthquake or a hurricane or, God forbid, another 9-11, all the cell, I mean, God loves the cell service business, but it all jams. It's only built for about 10% of the people to be on at one moment. So the only way people can get information during any type of disaster is from their broadcasters. And uh, if you lose power, then it really is from radio. I'm very honored to represent the broadcasters. We are still the lifeline at the local level to people. They also go to us for the local sports and news and all of that, But uh, and weather. Weather is a huge thing at the local level, so... And, Pat, you know, you were looking back at some of the disasters that took place in Florida. We're here in Miami. And you actually, after Hurricane Andrews struck, you thought you'd be down here for two, three days. You were here for three months. Yeah, we we came down and thought we'd be here three days. And uh, I got home about nine days later. And then we were back and forth here for three to six months. They created We Will Rebuild, the plan to put Miami back after losing everything then. So, And then we had the 04 and 05 storms where we had – like nine hurricanes and tropical storms hit us in a two-year period. Right. Knock on wood, it's been 10 years, and God knows we hope we don't get any this year. But we're on borrowed time. You know, when when, uh, Katrina hit New Orleans, uh, I remember just saying how unprepared New Orleans and the state was. And when you looked at Florida, we were always prepared. Uh, Governor Bush, I thought, did a great job, and we learned from Andrew so that we wouldn't repeat mistakes. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Pat, it is it is state law that every gas station and supermarket must have backup power, correct? Well, yeah. After 05, we passed laws that are, if they're new and if they're a certain size, they have to have generators. Because the problem after 04 and 05, people panicked they couldn't get gasoline for their cars or for their generators. It wasn't that there wasn't gas in the tanks. The stations didn't have power. They couldn't get you gas. So, We've solved that problem in Florida, but uh, but yeah, and and Florida responded in Katrina and went and helped a lot in Mississippi. And Pat, anytime there is a, an event, you go to the emergency uh, broadcast operations center or the emergency operations center in Tallahassee, and you you're on speed dial with the governor, with the attorney general, with the secretary of agriculture. Uh, so all the top people know exactly uh, where to go, and every station, you know, we're, we're, they're all private businesses that derive their revenue primarily from advertising sales. And and how many businesses do you know would say we're going to suspend 
any revenue generation for however long it takes, whether it's a day, three days, a week, ten days. And that has a tremendous impact. But at times of, of crisis, that's where the broadcasters really step in. We had the governor spoke in years past. We've had the attorney general, Adam Putnam, uh, the agriculture, everybody in this state. And I, I'm proud to be. I'm originally from the crumbling empire state of New York. But I am proud to say that I'm a Floridian because we just have our act together here, and we're the envy of the rest of the country. There's no question we are. I mean, this state is phenomenal. Uh, we don't have income tax. Uh, we keep growing. We've got a diverse economy, but uh, the sunshine, the tax situation, it's pretty nice to be down here. No question about it. And, uh, ladies, I do want to thank uh, Lindsay, Heather, Brooke, Rachel, Gia. Thank you, as always, for the great hospitality. I know I give you a hard time, but you know I do it because I love you, ladies. You know that, and you are honorary members of my harem. So not only are you the Fabets, you're members of the General's Five Star Harem. You and I know, you're I know not you- allowed to do that. We'll I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. We love no, you. you. You can't do that, but there's no. I'm overriding. Oh, you're, no, no, I am allowed to do that. Uh, I don't I, want to fire you on your 20th anniversary. I might have to fire you. You can't fire a five-star, Pat. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's not how it works, Pat. Oh. That is, that is not how it works. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I know tonight we're going to have a uh, another dinner, and, of course, we're going to have cigars, and then I have to bug out because I have to go to the Davidoff Escurio. Big launch of a new Davidoff Escurio cigar going on in South Beach, going to be the party of the season uh, here in Miami Beach. So well. I will leave you early. But I know well, I'm going to leave you with plenty of cigars. Leave me plenty of cigars. We've also got a bunch of wine, uh, various high-end brands from California. We're going to do a little wine tasting tonight, so it'll be fun. And I will enjoy those wines. I know your son's involved uh, being a, uh, a vintner now. Yep. He's running the business. Fantastic. Well, Pat, uh, as always, not only is it a pleasure to attend these conventions for 20, I think it's now been, Pat, I think 27 years since uh, we met and you got me on the board. I tried to get off for like two years. I was successful, and then you rooked me back in. But it really is an honor to serve uh, the Florida Association of Broadcasters. We're just comprised of great people who do great things. So, Pat, I thank you. I want to thank Lindsay, Heather, Brooke, Rachel, Gia, all the other Fabets. And, lieutenants, when we come back, I'm going to battle the enemies of pleasure big time because the political correctness movement is out of control. We will continue front and center from the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention, Eden Rock Hotel, sunny Miami Beach. You you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. Wow. The new Super Lee Harrow from Rocky Patel. That's right. This seed took years of development. This is a new varietal from Costa Rica. Years of planning, years of research, and working with the Placencia family, we have a seed called the Super Ligero. That's the magic in this new cigar. This cigar has a unique wrapper from St. Augustine from the mountains of Honduras. That's right, Nemesh, and that's why this cigar is so special, because it has a character that is very, very different than all of the cigars. In fact, whether you're a novice, amateur, professional, full-bodied smoker, you're going to love this cigar. Because this character with the Super Ligero and the St. Augustine wrapper just delivers a lot of unique flavors that everyone's going to enjoy. Look for it in your local retailers coming this October.
As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent, mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. For male safety and sanity, the general has turned on the no nagging sign. Naggy dames may now exit the man cave. There are no naggy dames here, lieutenants. We've already addressed that heretofore in this show. Now, very important, I want to remind you, Saturday, August 15th, the general will be heading up to my hometown, Buffalo, New York. It is the Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water. Presented by Rocky Patel Premium Cigars at the Buffalo Launch Club, Saturday, August 15th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Lieutenants, after one week, we've only got about 25 tickets or so left. That is it. Now, this year, it is an all-inclusive VIP ticketed event. You will get six premium cigars from Rocky Patel as you walk in in a very, very cool gift uh, embroidered gift bag including three brand-new releases where those of you at the Alpha Pleasure Fest in Buffalo will be the first in the world to have these cigars six, eight weeks before anybody else. You'll get the new Rocky Patel 20th anniversary, the new Rocky Patel sun-grown Maduro, the new Tabaquero by Hamlet, in addition to the Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut, the Rocky Patel Super Lajero, and the Rocky Patel Edge A10 very cool barber pole cigar. You'll get a full Alpha Lunch Buffet including Lunch Club Cobb Salad, Pulled Pork Sliders, Salem's Buffalo Smokehouse Hot Dog Station, Steak Chili, Cajun Mac and Cheese, 
I love this. We're going to have a carnivore carving station. Grilled chicken, barbecue brisket, New York deli-style pastrami. We are going to royally tick off the people for the ethical treatment of animals because we are going to enjoy some great dead animal a product on the grill. We'll have a nice ice cream sundae bar, the trimmings, desserts. You'll get two drink tickets, good for beer, wine, distilled spirits, unlimited water and soda, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings. It's going to be a great event. Tickets, $160, available at CigarDave.com, and we're limiting it this year. We're going to go from over 400 attendees down to right around 140. That's it, because I want to personally greet every uh, one of our VIPs that attends and have time to chat with them, take pictures, and is, uh, enjoy the good life. Mick the Brit. The colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations will be there, as well as Captain Paul, Colonel Ange, Exo Tim, Puff Muffin Lori, Voice Talon Ed. Our entire crew will be there front and center. So CigarDave.com, Saturday, August 15th, Buffalo Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Launch Club. And uh, we look forward to seeing those of lieutenants that have already purchased tickets, those that are going to buy them now at CigarDave.com. We'll have a great time. This is a classic. comes to us from Pittsburgh. The... Port Authority of Pittsburgh, on their different buses, their transit buses, they put on different bus slogans. They have such as a slogan such as rock and rollin', move and groovin'. They've been doing it since 2003. They wrap around 9, 10 buses. Well, they have one of the slogans is ziggin' zaggin'. Now, I look at that and say ziggin' zaggin'. You're moving through traffic in and out. Well, apparently somebody read these backwards and they spell out a racial slur. And now the person made a big deal out of it. One complaint in uh, 12 years, the Port Authority says they'll remove the messages from buses. Here's what they said. Due to recent complaints about how this message appears when read backward, we have decided to remove the message from our vehicles. We apologize to anyone who may have been offended. How many of us read backwards? I've never read anything backwards. I'm reading this article and and, uh, items from this article in the normal way, from left to right. So if you take zigging and zagging, I say, great, zigging and zagging, it's moving around. I certainly don't look at that as a racial slur. But this is how ridiculous this country has become now with this nonsense political correctness, that somebody reads something backwards and now it's offensive. Now, if they wrote that forward... Using the reverse of ziggin' and zaggin', it is a derogatory racial term. However, nobody's reading this in that manner. That's not the manner intended. Ziggin' and zaggin'. One of the citizens in Pittsburgh, when asked about it, said, Who really thinks about looking at it backwards? It's ziggin' and zaggin'. A vehicle zigs and zags through the city to pick somebody up. It's a bus. That's exactly right. But the problem is now we live in this country where we are so politically correct that nobody can do anything without being offended. And the latest example in Buffalo, my hometown, the Buffalo Common Council voted earlier this week to change the name of Squaw Island, a very small island that has a park and a, and a, uh, a, a, a little river that runs through it, because two Native American women last year said that the word squaw is viewed by many Native Americans and others as derogatory. So the Buffalo City Council yesterday voted to change the name of the island. I'm trying to find what this name is. It's so absurd of what they want to change this name to. But whatever the name is, whatever they're changing it to, oh, Unity Island, that's what they want to change it to, Unity Island. Now here's the kicker. Squaw Island has been named that 
by the men of LaSalle's expedition since 1679. Now you are telling me now that 500 years later you want to change the name because someone's offended Squaw Island? It's absurd. This country has lost its mind. Anybody can be offended at anything. You know, this morning, I was walking the hallway and said, good morning to someone. You look great. Technically, they could say, I'm offended. What do you mean by that? That's a sexist remark. I was being polite and courteous. That's what this country needs to do. They need to have a cigar, have a libation, and chill the hell out. Squaw Island. Unity. What nonsense. Zigging and zagging. Ooh, backwards. It's offensive. It's a load of poppycock. The June selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Quesada family of brand sampler. Members will be shipped the wonderful dark San Andreas wrapped Quesada 40th anniversary cigar. The Regis Black Robusto Toro, a creamy, smooth, medium to full body smoke. And the Matilda Renaissance Corona with the taste of sweet molasses and notes of Dominican black coffee and dark chocolate. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com The sword, a symbol of strength, honor, and prestige. The sword, the symbol of Monte Cristo. Introducing the new Espada by Monte Cristo. Inspired by the superior craftsmanship of legendary sword makers, celebrating a unique collaboration between premium cigar authorities, blended by the Monte Cristo's talented Grupo de Maestros, crafted by the renowned Placencia family with vintage aged tobaccos. The first Monte Cristo made with 100% Nicaraguan tobacco. Rich, majestic, complex. The Espada by Monte Cristo, a cigar of pure taste. And true elegance. Try an Espada by Monte Cristo at your local tobacconist today. And visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Day. We continue from the Eden Rock, Miami Beach, front and center. Our forward command center alpha attending the 2015 Florida Association of Broadcasters Convention. Having a magnificent few days. And one of the... uh, Attorneys and consultants and lobbyists for the Florida Association of Broadcasters is a native of the Cigar City, now lives up in Tallahassee, Reggie Garcia, also a barrister and attorney. Reggie, great to have you with us. Thank you, Cigar Dave. Great weather down here in Miami. Great program so far. It is. It is. And uh, I'm going to get to an item here because you are a lawyer that I want to uh, share with you because it's really absurd where this is going. But your family, originally from Spain and Cuba, and uh, your grandparents... Worked in Ybor City in the cigar industry. Yeah, such a rich history there. Um, 
And if you look at the map, in fact, my son's in Madrid, Spain for 10 weeks right now, learning Spanish and teaching Spanish kids English. But uh, my dad's family on the Garcia side came from Asturias and Galicia, which are up in the northwestern part of Spain. And uh, he said his uncles had, uh, I'm sorry, his cousins had blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> that's unusual for someone so, from Spain. Uh, that's right. So back then it was a lot of uh, Spain, Cuba, Key West, Tampa, which is how my dad's family did it. Well, we share something in common. My mother's family traces their history to Toledo in Spain, going way back. Uh, so a, uh, I, I think it's funny. When I went to Spain a number of years ago, all the flight attendants were talking to me in Spanish. They go, oh, I'm sorry, you look Spanish. must be the dark hair. I don't know. But in any event, Reggie, the reason I want to bring you on is because as an attorney, I think you'll find this of interest, and I wanted to get your, your legal uh, opinion here. Uh, have you heard of the American Law Institute? Yes. Okay. They are an elite private organization that includes the justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, chief uh, chief judges of the U.S. Court of Appeals, the highest state courts, most law school deans, and some law professors and private attorneys. Periodically, the American Law Institute issues restatements that attempt to codify the common law and also shift the law in the direction the Institute wants to go. For example, in 1964... The American Law Institute had a restatement of torts that established the liability of sellers to consumers for defective products regardless of who was at fault. And at the time, only 16 states had taken this position. Now, it's the law everywhere. The uh, Arizona Supreme Court has ruled that the American Law Institute restatements are law in all subsequent decisions when there is no state statute to the contrary. The U.S. Supreme Court, on average, cites the Institute at least once a month, which I did not realize. Back in May, the American Law Institute approved by a very close vote changes to the section of its new restatement of torts dealing with assault and battery. Now, Reggie, when we think of assault and battery, I I think of somebody that, you know, either uh, inappropriate touching somebody that violently uh, assaults somebody. What is the legal definition of battery? Well, it's it's a crime in Florida. It's it's if I touch you without your, your permission, that's battery. That's a misdemeanor. Whereas aggravated assault, more aggressive, uh, is a felony. Um, you know, the the terms are a little bit intimidating even to us lawyers. Uh, common law is what we derived from England. It's it's the law the courts make. Uh, obviously, the the Congress does federal statutes, and the Florida Legislature does state statutes. So. Um, you know, you, you kind of got to derive it from one one source or another or a combination. So, if I am walking down the street and I inadvertently, uh, I'm looking at my phone, I bump into you. Somebody could call the police and say they committed a battery on me. Yeah, but I don't think you had criminal intent. To me, that was just an accident. So, I don't think any prosecutor would prosecute that. Certainly, correct. The, the good ones wouldn't. Right. Well, the Institute's restatement, what's it's interesting is the, the restatement of torts deals with assault and battery, and these changes will have some far-reaching and, very, I think, very troubling social and legal ramifications, including favoring some religious beliefs over others. Now, the Institute's restatement defines the tort of battery as any contact with another person that offends a reasonable sense of personal dignity or there's a new addition, contact that is highly offensive to another person's unusually sensitive sense of personal dignity, and the actor knows that the contact will be highly offensive to the other. So let me explain that, because that is legalese, and I'm looking at that saying there's a lot of sensitivity, sense of dignities, and all this other nonsense. So I'll read that one more time. So it says that a the tort of battery, 
as any contact with another person that offends a reasonable sense of personal dignity or contact that is highly offensive to another person's unusually sensitive sense of personal dignity and the actor knows that the contact will be highly offensive to the other. Now, there is a cigar component to this that I will get to in a little bit. But to be a battery, the contactor touching must be offensive. And as you said, the law always measures an offense based on what's viewed as reasonable. So a judge could dismiss a frivolous claim. However, the American Law Institute is now proposing that personal contact is a tort if the defendant knows that will be offensive to someone who is unusually sensitive. And I think that's a very dangerous, slippery slope. Let me give you a perfect example. And this was the, the example they used in the Wall Street Journal uh, about a week, uh, earlier this week. Suppose a patient tells a hospital, I don't want any Jewish doctors or nurses to touch me. Now, an earlier draft of the Institute restatement said, if the patient had demanded that she not be touched by a nurse or doctor of a particular race or religion, the hospital and medical staff have no obligation to respect that preference because it violates public policy. That makes sense, correct? Yes. Okay, there's non-discriminatory. However, the final draft accepted by the Institute eliminates the words or religion. So now what it would say, essentially, if the patient had demanded that she not be touched by a nurse or doctor of a particular race... The hospital and medical staff have no obligation to respect that preference. So they took out the word religion. So now let's say, for example, a, and I'm using this as an example, a Muslim patient comes in, a Jewish doctor comes in, touches the patient, the patient finds that offensive, now that could be considered a battery. Yeah, and we've switched from criminal law, uh, if there was an intent to commit a, bat- a battery or an ag assault, when you use the word tort, nobody knows what that means. We all think of a tart, which is dessert. Right. Uh, a tort is uh, is basically a fancy name for a potential negligence action under civil law. So, uh, you know, to, to have any kind of negligence, battery or otherwise, there has to be a duty. Did I owe you a duty? Was that duty breached? Number two, if I breached that duty, was there a causation and did you have damages? And was it, was it as a result of, of my actions? So these restatements, you know, a bunch of admittedly very smart uh, judges and lawyers that do this, it, it, in my opinion, you know, is just one other reference that could be persuasive on the court. But certainly federal law statutes are going to control and state law statutes are going to control. And we're taping this here in Florida. So any negligence action, including a battery, uh, the Florida legislature will have the last word on what that is. Now, our five district courts of appeal and our Supreme Court, of course, come behind the legislature and interpret that and make common law. But the legislature can always come behind the courts if, if they overreach, and this sounds like an overreach. Well, it is, but the, Amer- this, the American Law Institute now apparently is de facto accepted in many cases, including the Supreme Court. So let me, let's consider this. They, they use an example in this article. So consider John Doe is waiting at a bus stop. He taps a woman wearing a Muslim veil on the shoulder to get her attention and ask for directions. The American Law Institute's restatement suggests that Mr. Doe might be liable for committing battery. A jury might find that a reasonable person would know that males are not supposed to make bodily contact with females not in their family. But if the woman touches Mr. Doe, she's not liable because he follows a different religion or no religion at all. That, to me, is just waiting for an abuse of the definition of battery. So, in short, 
the new rule favors one religion over others. And so they go on to say, isn't it wrong to offend another person's unusual sensitivities? They say, yes, it's wrong because we should all be polite. But that doesn't mean that the state should call it unlawful. John Doe and millions of other immigrated to the New World to escape the Old World, not to import its troubles. Now, let me give an example, Reggie, of how this revised potential law or definition of battery involves a cigar. There was a case that a state court dismissed in uh, 1979 in North Carolina called McCracken versus Sloan. So in North Carolina, an employee sued his supervisor for assault and battery because the supervisor in his own office smoked a cigar. There wasn't a company rule against it, but the employee had warned the supervisor that he found cigar smoking obnoxious. A state court dismissed the case because the employee's mental distress was not enough for assault and battery. However, under this new American Law Institute revision, this would result in liability today. So if that employee was offended, he could sue and he could get monetary damages. Yeah, again, you had alluded to, and that's pretty good for a non-lawyer, uh, it's, we, we all have an obligation to behave reasonably. Uh, but with any negligence action, including a battery, again, the first question is, did I have a duty? And if I didn't have a duty, it ends right there. Uh, and if there was an injury and whether there were damages and whether they were reasonably related. Uh, here it sounds like that was a ridiculous case and it should have been dismissed. It, but with this new American Law Institute restatement of what is a battery, now the employee would have won that case. Uh, I don't know that it's still very fact-specific. Uh, it, but, but, but very likely, the American Institute even said, they reviewed the case, the case they said, and I'm quoting, this case would very likely result in liability today. And here's the thing. You know, we're entitled not to be assaulted and having a battery committed upon us. But the fact is now they want to make everybody, they, they want to take it to such an nth degree that now if people get offended by what you say, that's a battery. What would the injury be there? What would the damages be there? Well, but the, it's not a matter of what the damage is, though, Reggie. That's exactly what this now, this new, how they're going to codify this, uh, this new restatement of what battery is. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the, the, to me, the concern is that now all of a sudden, that no court has ever adopted this concept. You know, an individual with an abnormally acute sense of personal dignity could make another liable for battery. Yeah, but, but, but keep in mind, and, and again, not just to focus on Florida, because I know your show goes, goes out other places, but uh, in Florida you can only be a judge two ways. Either the governor appoints you, uh, and we, you know, have had good governors the last uh, 25, 30 years appoint, you know, I think on, on balance very good county, circuit, and appellate judges, uh, or you run for office. And get elected, so right. the, so the people. So uh, we've got to trust our judges, and they usually do the right thing, as, yeah, well, I, as well as our six jurors who are our peers. Yeah, and I agree with you. My only concern is that the American Law Institute that that much of their when they recodify or, or restate their their, uh, their the various laws and interpretations that it's accepted in many states and even the Supreme Court. And uh, I'm not just talking Florida, but to me that would just be I think that would be opening up a Pandora's box. We've got enough litigation as it is in this country. This would just open it up. And I think Reggie, what it boils down to, and I've said this earlier, everybody in this nation now is offended. You you say something wrong to somebody. If you say good afternoon, they could get offended. And I think we need to be a thicker-skinned society. Now, I'm not talking about when people are extreme. I think it's also a matter of being rude and polite. If you are rude to somebody, 
that's being rude. Now, even if you call them racially derogatory uh, epithets, I don't agree with that. That's not right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's an assault or it's a battery. And I think what's trying to happen, what's going to uh, eventually happen, we're becoming so sensitive that everyone now is going to look for just a way to to uh, to sue each other. And I think this boils down to Reggie, how we we teach kids now that everybody's a winner nobody there's no winners and losers everybody's great it starts when they're playing t-ball at four years old or five years old that uh, everybody's got to be the same we can't have a valedictorian we can't have a champion because that would put one person higher than the other and I think that's kind of a root of it where kids now are growing up easily offended not like when you and I grew up where hey they people called us names and everything and we all got tougher for it and we had tough skin yeah, it's interesting. Again, I grew up in Tampa. My dad was in law enforcement. My mom was in medicine. And my dad said, uh, if you got to think think about it twice, don't do it. So we still have right. to rely on common sense. Exactly. Common sense, I agree with you. Reggie, real quickly, you got a book coming out. Thank you. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's out. It's been on Amazon doing very well called How to Leave Prison Early. It's about clemency, parole, work release, and conditional medical release to help our inmates and mainly inmates' families just understand early release options. Outstanding. Reggie Garcia, we're going to make you now, Reggie, our uh, in-house counsel here at the Cigar Dave Show. Are you doubling my salary? From zero to zero. That's (laughs) correct. (laughs) Reggie Garcia, longtime friend and uh, one of our uh, legal advisors at the Florida Association of Broadcasters. I had this story. I saw him. I wanted to grab him. Reggie, I appreciate your legal counsel on this. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this special edition of the Cigar Dave Show from the 2015 Florida Broadcasters Convention at the Eden Rock Hotel in Miami Beach comes your way next. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. 
You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Defending your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. Wednesday night on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the former governor of the People's Republic of California, was on with Jimmy as Jimmy's guest, and they had a conversation about Arnold introducing Jimmy Fallon to cigars. Last time, cause last time I saw you, you, you taught me how to, be, uh, to man up a little bit. You taught me how to, uh, about cigars and what good cigars to have. And, and uh, we went to uh, this Havana Room. Havana, the Havana Club, Club yeah. yeah. The Havana Room, yeah. some secret club. And, and, and I didn't even know about it. We went underground. We're under like six layers of earth. We're almost where my car ended up. We could have made it there. We were under, in some underground bunker, and we were sitting there, we were just smoking cigars. You taught me, you said, no, you don't. Stop lighting. Stop lighting it. You lit it already. You were yelling at me. I, I, wanted, I, th- I thought I saw people. I thought I saw people turn it. They used to rotate the cigar around. I've seen that in movies. And you go, you, you, st- you lit it. Stop lighting it. It's lit. Well, because your sleeve was on fire. Well, I didn't know my sleeve was on yeah, fire. Yeah, like, yeah, stop it. it was burning. And then you kept, remember, you kept sucking on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, no, no, stop. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I said, that's no, relax, people, relax. That's what people draw. do. I said, just calm. Just <laughs> pull back. I said, put it cool in your between your. I said to him, I said, put it between your teeth. All right. I said, then just suck yeah, on just... it. Just nice and slow, and then the the ashes, the ashes will glow. Oh. And then I. Yeah, let's, then let's just let that memory. Let, let's just let the memory no, be what it is. Yeah. Let them know what was going on behind the doors. Behind the doors, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going on. But it was great. You, but you, you picked it up. Yeah. And, the, and you, even though you said I'm a little dizzy right now, I have to sit down. All right, all right. <laughs> tell everybody let's what's going on. Let's, yeah, not, yeah. let's not talk about well, it. Yeah. It was fantastic. Jimmy was sucking on it and licking it. It, it was so good. It was so entertaining to watch Jimmy eat these cigars. And uh, that, by the way, they're talking about the Grand Havana Room. There is one in Beverly Hills in the People's Republic of California, and there is one in Manhattan as well. So that was great to see. And Arnold, just a, a really a great ambassador for cigars. He loves cigars, even when he was governor. And, of course, the enemies of pleasure, and there are numerous of them in the People's Republic of California, gave him a hard time for setting up a cigar-smoking uh, tent with a desk and a little sitting area. They made a whole big deal, he said. I could care less. I love my cigars. That's how I'm going to do my business. And we need more people like that, like Arnold and myself, that have nads of steel that aren't going to just roll over when someone says, oh, you shouldn't do that, should not have that. And earlier this week on Twitter, there was a, uh, a little troller, a, a TT, a trolling Twitterer, if you will, who made some comments about 
cigars and tobacco that were, I felt, were totally absurd. In fact, I want to see if I can find this because I do want to bring this up here. Wait a minute. I know I have it here somewhere. I, uh, I do want to share it with you. Uh, okay. So a couple of days ago, uh, a Twitter said, uh, let's see here. I've got it here. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody said, great job, Hawaii. I'm tired of paying for people's bad health choices. Only a dumbass smokes. And then it says that he's 20 years served in military hospitals. I've seen firsthand what it does. Tons of studies prove you wrong. Well, of course, I wasn't going to just sit back and uh, take that without commenting. So I retweeted and commented to him saying, you are referring to cigarettes. Do not confuse the two. Cigars aren't inhaled. They're not used as nicotine device devices, nor are they addictive. Never heard from him again. Lieutenants, when you are dealing with facts, it will always win the argument. That simple. All right, very quickly here, lieutenants, a couple of reminders. I do want to remind you that those of you that are members of the Officers Club, if you have not yet received your June 2015 selection of the Casada Family Brand Sampler, it will be there in the next few days. They went out early this week. You'll get a Casada 40th Anniversary Toro, the same cigar that I'm enjoying right now, the Regis Black Label Robusto, a nice full-bodied Nicaraguan Puro. It is the best-selling non-Cuban cigar in England. And the Matilde Renaissance, which is created by famed cigar maker Jose Cejas, who oversaw the factory of the best-selling brands for many, many years down in the Dominican Republic. A nice, robust cigars, hints of molasses and coffee. If you are not a member of the Officers Club, Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club 2295, get to the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. And do not forget, in July, our selection will be the La Palina. That will be a great stick, a great sticks as well. Don't forget, we are now just about nine, eight, nine weeks away from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water, Saturday, August 15th at the Buffalo Launch Club, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tickets on sale at CigarDave.com. All-inclusive VIP ticketed event. You get your six Rocky Patel cigars, including three new brands, a uh, special bag. You get a huge alpha male buffet, craft beer samplings, whiskey samplings, libations. Get your tickets now, CigarDave.com. They are almost sold out. Special thanks to Pat Roberts and the entire crew from the Florida Association of Broadcasters as we have come to you from their 2015 annual convention here at the Eden Rock in Miami Beach. Cigar Day, the general saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure so long from the Eden Rock, Miami Beach.